Welcome back, everybody. This is Brian Kirk with Eat to My Own Beat, taking the road less traveled, with another History of Portugal uh, session. This is episode 88, and this episode is continuing on the series of Umiad Conquest of Iberia. This one is titled The Ethnic Groups and the Rise of Conflicting Internal Tensions. In the first stage of the invasion, the armies were made up of Berbers from north, northern regions of North Africa. Together with different groups of Arabs from the Western Asia, these people clustered around the banner of the Umayyads and did not mix together, remaining in separate towns and boroughs. The Berbers, recently subdued and superficially Islamicized, were usually in charge of the most difficult tasks and the most rugged terrains, similar to the ones found in the northern African homeland while the Arabs occupied the gentler plains of the southern Iberia. Consequently, the Berbers went on to stations in Galicia, possibly including Asturias, and the Upper Marches, or the Ebro Basin. But these lands remained unpleasant, humid, and cold. The grievances resented by the Berbers under Arab rulers, a, attempts to impose tax on Muslim Berbers, etc., sparked the rebellions in northern Africa, and they expanded into Iberia. An early uprising took place in 730, when Uthman ibn Nasiya, or Mununza, master of the Eastern Pyrenees, or Seretania, allied with the Duke Odo of Aquitaine, and detached from Cordoba. Those internal frictions continually threatened, or sometimes may have spurred, the ever-expanding Umayyad military effort in Al-Andalus Endless during the conquest period. Around 739, on learning the news of Je Charles Martel's second intervention in Provence, Uqba ibn al-Hajjah had to call off an expedition to the Lower Rhone in order to deal with the Berber revolt in the, southern, in the south instead. The following year, the Berbers garrison stationed in Lyon, Astorga, and northern western outposts gave up their positions, and some of them even embraced the Christian religion. The Muslim settlement was therefore established permanently south of Doro's banks. The Berbers' rebellions swept the whole of Al-Andalus during an Abin al-Malik ibn Qatan al-Fahri's term of governor. Reinforcements were then called for the other end of the Mediterranean in military capacity. The Syrian Juns, actually Yemeni Arabs, the Berber rebellions were quelled in blood, and the Arab commanders came up reinforced after 742. Different Arab factions reached an agreement in alternate in office. This did not last long, since Yusuf ibn Abun al-Raham al-Firi, opposed to the Umayyads, remained in power to, up to his defeat by Abd, Abd al-Rahman I in 756 and the establishment of the independent Umayyad Emirate of Cordoba. It was in this period of arrest that the Frankish king Pepin finally captured Narbonne from the Andalusians in 759. In Yusuf and Abin al-Rahman's fight for power in al-Andalus, the Syrian troops, a mainstay of the Umayyad Caliphate, split. For the most part, Arabs from Mudhar and Caius tribes sided with Yusuf and did not second or third generations. 
Arabs from Northern Africa, while Yemen units and some Berbers sided with Abin al-Haraman, probably born to North African Berber mother himself. In 756, South and Central Al-Andalus, Cordova, Seville, were in the hands of Abin al-Haraman, but it took still 25 years for him to hold to sway over the upper marches, Pamplona, Zaragoza, and all the northeast. So that was another episode of the history of Portugal. If you like this podcast, please make sure you subscribe on your favorite podcast uh, service, streaming provider. Also, if you're watching this on YouTube, please like, subscribe, comment, do all that great stuff, share. We will be in, embarking on a trip to Portugal and we'll be covering some of the topics that we've discussed on these episodes. So until next time, keep eating to your own beat, take the road less traveled, and have a great day.